Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. On today's episode, we are talking about embracing calm, navigating life's storms with God's peace. Absolutely. I think this is such an amazing piece of the fruit of the spirit journey we're taking through this series. Uh, But first, really quick, I just wanted to make sure to invite you all to join us in our private listeners community on Facebook. And you can find that at www.facebook.com slash groups slash faith unregulated. We would love to have you in there. And so we invite you personally. Awesome. So we are, we have a lot to cover, a lot of good scripture to cover today. Um, I, I, Pray that uh, today's content that God just speaks to us all mm-hmm. today, uh, but we do have a lot to cover. So let's, let's dive right in. Let's get into it. Yeah. So the thing is, is that peace is something that I'm glad we have a lot of scripture on because that's where we get our peace. You guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, life today presents many challenges. It can potentially rob us of our peace. That's the thing. The world is constantly trying to rob us of our peace. It's so funny that, <laughs> that we're recording this today because right now we're going through, um, you know, surgeries and there's different things in our family and we're moving again across town this time. Don't worry. And, you know, just anytime you're kind of like, Oh, we're navigating a thing again. Um, the world and the enemy wants to take that opportunity to just start to poke in there and rob your peace, you Mm -hmm. know, even just little arguments or just little misunderstandings or just you're tired and you can't handle anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, those are times where scripture for me, I mean, I go right to my Bible study and say, you know what, God, nothing's going to give me peace like you. So I think that that's something we we really wanted to dive into. And really, I, I think this is something that um, everyone's kind of going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're in a down com- uh, economy. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are many mm-hmm. people losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though we're past the pa- pandemic, there are still so much, lot, so many people with illnesses and fighting disease and all these things that we, you know, demand, yeah. not, not only do we get distracted with, but, but demand our attention and it, it really can take away our peace. Last week, we talked about how we can have joy mm-hmm. through the storm. Well, today we're really talking about that having peace through all those things that life wants to throw at us. It is another, exactly. It is another um, fruit of the spirit. It's a gift from God. You said something really important though. That's so interesting. I didn't want to skip over that. You know, a lot of us say we're past the pandemic, but what about the people that had their whole business closed? I mean, how long is it going to be before they feel like they're past what happened in the pandemic? You know what I mean? Or people who lost a spouse or I don't know, like there's going to always be fallout from these situations where we're all kind of going through it together. I mean, think about the economy we're in. Like you just said, it's, it's kind of now, what is it officially a recession now? So, I mean, there are definitely ways that this world wants to rob us of our peace a hundred percent. And the only place we can go replenish that is from God. Period. Mm-hmm. That's the only place. Yeah. And it is really peace. You It goes beyond understanding. So consider, um, I want to just kind of give you an analogy. How do we cultivate peace amidst the tumultuous waves of life, right? So maybe um, considering the analogy of a storm, uh, the ship doesn't worry about the tempestuous sea. Rather, it is trusts that it, um, it trusts its anchor, I guess. Mm. Uh, similarly, the anchor uh, of our peace is trust in God's unwavering presence and promises. So thinking about it like an anchor, 
you can't get too far away from that piece if you know where it is. Like you feel anchored, like you've anchored yourself right. in God. Right. How far away from having true peace can you really get? Like you have to go right back. You're anchored. You know, yeah, don't that's, lose that's that. That's such a good analogy by looking looking at peace as our anchor yeah. in God, right? And I think we have, do we have a verse for that? Oops. There we go. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Oh, right. This is our base um, fruit of the Spirit uh, verse for this whole series. And um, I should have brought it up in the beginning. I apologize. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So remember, this is the basis of this whole series. But I wanted to bring up this, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So that's what I was talking about is that peace that exceeds anything we can understand. There, there's only one place you're finding that. I mean, yeah. it's it's not, uh, you know, we can do all we want with sensory and uh, relaxation techniques, which, you know, isn't none of those are bad, but when you're talking about um, true peace to your soul and like being able to have peace about even when things are going to continue to be hard, mm -hmm. but God, yeah. as opposed to, I feel relaxed. I have meditated. I have taken, you know, um, supplements and mm -hmm. I have taken a bath and I, you know, listened to music and that's all sensory. And that's really good for managing anxiety. But managing anxiety is not the same as having true peace. Right, right. You know, it, it's it's a sad thing. I, I, I don't have any problems with, though, what you just said in regards to meditation. Oh, me neither, um, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's supplements, you know that. Mm -hmm. um, those, those supplements, I believe, are there for a, a good reason. Mm -hmm. However... Many of us, we, when we're over anxious, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we have anxiety problems or that maybe that we slip into depression. Mm -hmm. Again, there's nothing wrong with medications that help us with those things. 100%. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes we rely on those medications. That's why we're, you know, we're a drug addicted society. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, we mask, try to mask those feelings mm -hmm. um, with artificial, artificial peace. Okay? That's a great and, point. And, artificial and, peace. Right. Mm -hmm. Rather than true peace. Well, and they're temporary. I think really, and I was, like I said, so thank you for saying that because I, I hope I didn't come across like those are bad. No, those are all things that we should be doing. We should be managing our our, our anxiety or managing our stress. Those are all stress relieving um, activities and they're really good for us uh, psychologically and physically for our health. But those aren't the answer to finding peace. Those are just management. Yeah, it's management. And look, and uh, there have been times that many people have to go on certain medications for anxiety um, because maybe they have PTSD. Yeah, um, chemical or, imbalances. Right, or, yeah. or, or, or um, they have to be medicated for depression. Only thing I'm saying here, and the reason why I want to bring that up, um, because I, 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 I want you to understand that there's a purpose for those things, and mm -hmm. praise God we do have those things, right, yes. in this day and age. Yeah. Okay. If it, it helps you to get from 
A to B. Mm -hmm. If it helps for you to get through this part of your life, mm -hmm. get and, and then but move on, be and be able to move on. Mm -hmm. But what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that God's bigger than any of these things. Right. That you may still need this medication, but we're talking about this eternal peace. That's that when people say things like, I'm at peace with it. It's not doesn't mean they feel calm necessarily. Right. It's that there's one that's like your feelings and your sensory processing, but we're talking about being at peace with something, right. having peace mm -hmm. with God, with others about where the situation is, that it's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the the thing is, is I believe that God could heal us from any of these things. Oh, oh, totally any agree. of these things yeah. in a simple world. Um, but why he has, um, why, why we are going through these certain things in our lives, mm -hmm. sometimes it's still a minute, a mystery, but yeah. the, the gifts that he does give us that is available to us. Okay. Um, we can still tap into, we can discover, and that may be, may be where our, our true healing is found. And I don't. I don't want us to get lost in, well, this is how my life is. Yes. I'm just high anxiety all the time. Right. I, I have totally fallen into thinking that I'm just high anxiety all the time. And it, it's like, why, why would I, why, why just concede to the, to the, um, the normal that the enemy wants us to be under. Right. And giving, giving God the opportunity mm -hmm. to heal us and to give us his peace. Mm -hmm. His peace isn't artificial. Right. It, his peace is by design, right? It is by working with his design, he, his gifts that all the gifts that yeah. we're going through mm -hmm. in this series are made to go alongside are his, well, his design, you and I, and this is what we were originally supposed to have yeah i think that that's a great point i think we should point out and then i want to um go to the first point here how do we achieve that yeah i know i'm getting a little sidetracked no 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 you're fine but i was just gonna say we are remember guys we're designed to receive the gifts that god has given us and we're designed to produce the fruit of the spirit we're designed it's not an accident. It's not like mm -hmm. we're always fighting to achieve these things. We're designed to achieve them. We're designed to receive. We're designed to multiply, you know, in these these fruits of the spirit. We're designed to produce fruit when we're working with the Holy Spirit. It's by design. Like I, I know I've said it a lot, but I want it to sink in. This is not an accident. It's not something that we have to push the issue on. It's exactly how it's supposed to work. And so we need to remember that when we go in and want to, to um, how do I say, pursue the fruits of the spirit and the things that God has promised us, mm -hmm. we need to remember that that's in total alignment with how it's supposed to work and that God's going to bless that. He's going to multiply it and he's going to, he's going to favor it. Right. So the what, number one thing I think that I just wanted to bring up, num not number, not just number one point, but the number one thing is surrender and trust. That's the thing in our notes that, when you're trying to achieve peace with peace with God, it, it's like when God's trying to hand you his greatest gift, he's like, here's the peace that you can't find anywhere else. And our hands are tied behind our back. We can't receive it. We can't grab it. He can't hand it to us. 
It's there, it's available, but our hands are tied behind our back because we're too busy holding on to everything instead of just dropping it, letting it go behind us and putting our hands forward and surrender and trust with our hands open, mm -hmm. vulnerable and saying, I'll take it. Whatever it is, it's got to be better than what I'm doing to myself right now. It's got to be better than the peace I'm trying to find in the drink, in the drugs, in the sex, in the money, in the materialism, in the, uh, you know, all of the, maybe even all the sensory stuff you're trying to achieve. Maybe you're, you're deep diving into self-help books where you're like, I can do meditation. I can do this. I can do that. But, but trying to achieve God's peace through these man-made things will never happen. These are all vices, whether they're destructive vices or not destructive vices. They're still not God, which means they're not going to achieve that peace that you're looking for. It may mask it. It may be temporary. It's false peace. It's, it's right. what you said. Right. And so surrender and trust, that's where we need to let go of all of that and say, okay, God, I've tried all these things. Unfortunately, sometimes God feels like a last resort. I've tried everything, God. Now I'm going to finally surrender and trust you. <laughs> but we yeah. do that. Right, right. I, I think, you know, our hearts want to be in that, in that area, live in that area of peace. We want to... Mm -hmm. um, live in the sense that we are anchored in God's peace, but the enemy wants us to focus not on the anchor, mm -hmm. not on the peace. He wants us to focus on a lot of the things that, that again, are thrown at us. Look, yeah. just the other day, this was happening with me, you know, look, we all, we all run across this. We all get stuck on, you know, finances and, oh, yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe illness or, whatever. And we allow that anxiety to build up on us. Right. Yep. And just the other day, I mean, I could not sleep. This is, this is a problem I always have is if I go to bed before I'm able to resolve an issue that's on my mind. Yeah. My mind can't let it, let that go. Yeah. I'm, I am tired. This is a battle I go through where I am physically tired, but my brain says, Hey, what about this? You know what we should do, right? We should fix this and work it out while you're asleep. And so, um, what I try to do, I'm, I'm not really good at this to be honest, but I do try to do this is recognize what's happening and pray. Mm -hmm. And that's where I turn to God. And that's where I am asking again for his peace. I'm trying to remind my, myself, remind my spirit, mm -hmm that I have peace in God. Yes. That God will resolve this. And guess what? I could resolve it when I wake up. Yes. I don't have to <laughs> hey, brain. Re resolve it in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? I know we always have to like retrain our brain. Like, hello, did you know that we could just do this in the morning? Like, come on, let me go to sleep. Um, and you know what? You you bring up a good point. So these things that we we tossing and turning at night, you know, we lose sleep. You know, when you lose sleep, you become much, much, much less able to handle things during the day too. Oh my gosh. You can't think straight. You can't work it out the next morning. So it, it's a double whammy. It's a total, yeah. And you're much um, less able to emotionally deal with anything. Yeah. And so you're just a mess. And I, I go through this, you know, when I don't sleep enough, we, we've all found out in our house how really important mom sleep is. 
<laughs> because I'm always like, I think I'm 20 and I'm like, I can stay up all night, burning the midnight oil, doing work, get up early in the morning. And then I fall flat on my face by 11 a.m. Because I'm like, I gotta go to bed, everybody. I'm a total train wreck because I just think I'm 20 and I can just stay up. And that is not true <laughs> by any measure. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, it's like when your brain doesn't get the rest it needs. And so when our soul doesn't get the rest it needs, when our soul doesn't get, when our spirit doesn't get that peace from God, that rest. Mm -hmm. I think that same same thing happens. It goes against his design. Right. right. So dwelling on past mistakes, you know, getting upset and worrying about future uncertainties can lead to anxiety. Um, there's things that we can be doing. Practice being fully present. What you just did. Practice being fully present. Always just, you know, going to God and saying, I'm going to declare the truth right now. When you declare the truth, it really supersedes anything that you're being lied to about, which is a really important part of this. Um, you know, the bird doesn't worry about the branch breaking because its trust is not in the branch, but on its wings. Mm -hmm. I heard that. And, and that's really, really cool analogy because um, we rely on God, not on the situation. Right. I'm going to say that again for all of us, including myself and those in the back. We rely on God, not the situation to come through. Right. God always comes through. It just doesn't always go alongside what we think will happen when he comes through or what we would define as the success of this situation. <laughs> right. Did you bring up, let's bring up uh, Matthew uh, 6, 25. Yeah. yeah. Matthew 6, 25 through 27. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Life isn't more than, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Mm. Ah, I love yeah, that so one. How, how much time have we all wasted mm -hmm. on worry? Okay. Yep. I know. I know Me. I have. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have a tendency of worry and it yeah. has, it has just, uh, I've wasted so much time in that space. Um, and it, it just, worry just robs you. It yeah. does. It, it totally does. You. And you know, what's interesting about worry. This is something that is so from the enemy. It's such a lie because one of the things, and I, I heard this from God, um, a while back about my worrying, a couple years ago. Um, and it spoke volumes to me and I bring it up as often as I can with other people because I don't think it's something I've heard anywhere else. And it's just really good. Um, but he said to me, I know you feel like you're doing something by worrying mm -hmm. and that when you don't worry, like the Bible says not to worry. And so when you purposefully as a, as somebody in the flesh, as a human being, we're on this earth, we're limited understanding. And we're like, okay, I'm not going to worry. Okay. What does that look like? So then I just don't worry about it. What what in our mind happens when we're just like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not worried about that. You begin to feel like, I, I kind of sound like I don't care. Like, right? It feels like, oh, I, I don't care. And then I realized God, God was leading me down this like trail of thought to show me why I worry so much. And partially, other than just like things are kind of worrisome, I'm like worried about that. But I perpetuate worry because I feel like I'm doing something about it. 
Like I'm worrying because I care. And the more I worry about it, the more productive I'm being in this situation, which is totally not true. Clearly, that's not true. That's not true in the Bible and in the world. I mean, anybody would tell you that you're not being productive. You're not actually adding anything to the situation or to your days with the, the worries it doesn't add anything. It only takes away. But why is it psychologically we feel like if we're not worried about something, it's like that we just don't care. So then it doesn't, now we're saying it's not important and it totally goes against our fiber, doesn't it? Because I know as problem solvers, as ambitious people, as fixers that we can sometimes be, I mean, Peter comes to mind, like I can fix this. I can figure the situation out. I'm a problem solver. Hey, Jesus, we should do this. We should do that. He's like, okay, Peter, well, calm down. But in that case, God's not asking us to just not care. He's asking us to let him be responsible for the outcome yeah. and not ourselves and carrying that burden. He just doesn't want us to carry the burden. So, so allowing, allowing, uh, worry, fear and worry to, to just fester. Yeah. Okay. And when we, you're like you said, when we're not paying attention to it, it seems like we're not, we don't care. And it, it's the opposite. That's true. Right. It's right. the end that really the, this is again, I bring this out a lot because the, to me, the way I see it, this is part of that spiritual warfare totally. piece, mm -hmm. right? Because the enemy wants us to fester on these things. He wants us to be focused on fear and worry. Okay. So if you think of, of those two things, fear and worry as weeds in your garden. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if we're paying more attention to it, well, if we are paying more attention to the fear and worry, we're just continue to watering water those. it. Yeah. Right. You, you know, Oh, remember when, you know, I failed at this. Remember how I grew up and, and this, this thing happened to me. And, um, you know, if this happened to me back then, it's obviously going to happen to me now, or you know what? I, I'm not going to do this, this, and this because I, I'm not designed that way. And, I've never been able I, to do I've that. I've never been able to do that. Yeah, and, yeah. and so you take um, the past and you try to bring it into a reality into mm -hmm. your future. You try to take past trauma and bring it into your future. Right. You try to, you carry these things over and that is like a, a watering can. You're mm -hmm. filling up, okay, with fear and worry mm -hmm. and you're just pouring it over those weeds in your in your garden okay and that's choking off the truth it's choking off yep. your spiritual growth it's choking off the things that god is trying to do in your life right. and when you're saying not to not to focus on those things it's not so much that you're saying that's not important what you're you're actually saying it is important so so instead of worrying, you're declaring, right. You're declaring God's truth. You're declaring God's uh, glory by pointing to, okay, yeah, maybe those things happen, but you know what? God was with me through it. Mm -hmm. And through that, I saw God's glory right. be true in my life and focusing on those things, having uh, declaring and really pointing the light onto the praiseworthy things, mm -hmm. those praiseworthy things, those things that God has done right. in your life, that mm -hmm. the, the things that God has declared in your life, declaring that you are the son and son, sons and daughters yep. 
of the most high. Right. Exactly. Right. And when you do that, you're, you're, you're choking off the weeds. Well, and so with what you're saying, a couple of things came to me that are like, it's just simple, like uh, practical application right here. I know sometimes we save a lot of that for the end, but I just want to say right here, there's two things you could be doing right here with what he's saying that you could apply to help yourself stop cultivating this garden of weeds instead mm -hmm. of cultivating a garden of peace yeah. is number one. So when you're like, I want to worry because I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to dwell on it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to, I'm going to ruminate on it. And I'm just going to, ah, you know, because if I'm not, it's like, I don't care. Well then take your cares to God. God says, cast your cares upon me. Okay. So then take them to God in prayer and say, God, I'm not going to sit by myself worried about this. Instead, I'm going to come to you and talk about it. So you can take that energy that you would spend on worrying, that energy that you're, you feel like, I care so much about this. What do I do with that? That I care so much. That's a lot of our worry. We don't worry that much about things we don't carry or care about so deeply. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting around worrying about what uh, McDonald's is doing with their next meal. Like, I don't <laughs> care about what they're doing in their marketing. Like, you know, I, these are things I think about. Like, you know, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about my finances. I'm worried about our health. I'm you know, those are the types of things, right? That's what keeps us up at night. And God knows that. So he, you deeply care. So there's energy that's coming into that. And you're like, what do I do with that energy then? If I, if I care so much, it leads right into worry. So where do I put it if I'm not leading it into worry, into prayer? So then when you're in prayer, you purposefully combat the lie, treating it like the spiritual warfare that it is, because the spiritual warfare most of the time is in our minds. This is where the enemy wants to get us first and foremost, is to speak truth over it. The opposite. Speak about if, if you're worried about your finances, find all the verses about, about provision and declare it over yourselves and your family. Decla right. declarations of the truth are powerful right. it's not only for the situation and for the enemy to get out but for you to hear it for your family to hear it declaring these things around your house i mean you know i'm not talking about taking the book and stomping around your house and being like i declare this is what we're doing like i mean you could <laughs> but really just declaring these things in prayer over your family even in private is really powerful because it's replacing that that lie with the truth. So now you're taking all of that energy of how much you care and putting it to something that's actually productive. Right. So that's really how to kill that worrying. Right. It takes work. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to comment. Look, if you if if you have to walk around your house declaring do it. God's scripture, do what you got to do. I've done it. Okay, do it. <laughs> stomping around the house or in your prayer closet, wherever yep. you, you declare God's word, wherever you need However to, you need in to, your yeah. car, at your work, whatever. But let's talking about that. Let's declare some, let's bring up yeah. some of God's word here. Let's bring up Philippians 4.8. Absolutely. So Philippians 4.8 says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So there's your verse to, to back up what I was just saying. This is exactly what God wants us to be doing. And then bring up uh, Matthew. And Matthew 6, 31 through 33 says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give every give you everything you need. Now, 
I understand that there's, there's a lot of times people have a really hard time reading this verse. They're like, I'm just not supposed to think about what I need ever. And just think about God. Uh, it's more about waking up in the morning and saying, God, I'm going to worry about what you want to accomplish today, because I know that you're going to give me the things I need. Because if I'm trying to accomplish your work, won't I need to be fed and clothed to do it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like so he's taking care of the vessel that's doing the work of the kingdom. He's going to give you the ability to do his work. Right. So, you know, the thing is, is <laughs> this that scripture right there really ministers to us because of the things that we're going through currently. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's a reason why this is scripture. There's a reason why these things are in the Bible because yep. this is our human nature. Mm -hmm. Our human nature is that we are going to fixate on these negative things. These mm -hmm. things that are going, uh, going that we're going through in our lives and God knows that. Mm -hmm. So he, he wants us to really focus on, on his word. That's why we need to read his word and meditate on his word. But look, you know, right now, like you had said, you know, we have some medical things that are going to be happening here soon. Yep. We we're going to be moving, even though it's across town there, you know, there's financial obligations that have to be met. There's physical things that are going to go through and look, we got caught up in, ourselves in that. Well, all right, well, this is going to happen. And if that's going to happen, well, we know how that, that what that means. And if that means we're, you know, we're going to have to address those things. And so we start getting spun up yeah. on all the things that may happen. May right? or may not. Yeah. Okay, I'm the person that likes to be prepared for all these things. No surprises. Hate, hate that. So I have to cover all my bases. I get, look, I'm guilty of this. We have like plan D. Right. Like so for all let's, things. let's, okay. Well, if that's going, if that's going to be the issue, well, then that means this, this, and this. And I'm more focused. And if I was to write all that down, all that is negative things. Oh, well, this yep. could go wrong. This could go wrong. It, it is all fear, worry, yep. fear, worry. And there is no glory to God. There is right. no, where is God in that circumstance? Wh who says that's going to happen? Okay. And it wasn't until really, I, I think really uh, these last couple of days where even this morning where we're like, wait a second. It, we need to pause that mm -hmm. and we need to stop talking like that yeah. and believe that things are going to be fine. See, we don't have these podcasts so that we can just minister to you like we got all our stuff together, guys. We are totally guilty over here of some of this. And that's why we need this just as much. Well, as this you is do. human nature. Yeah, I think th th we so all fall saying. into it. But again, recognizing the anchor. Yeah. Our, our peace in God. Mm hmm. And this is something that we continually all have to learn and right. relearn and to apply and continue to apply. Yeah. Right. Well, in fear, I just want to quickly address fear. We're talking a lot about worry. Fear is um, something that a lot of people are like, well, how do I address fear? Fear is kind of like a response. Mm. I mean, it's a reaction to a present or, or, or perceived threat. How much fear do we have in our life on perceived threats that aren't even threats? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen your kids? panic over something that they're not even in any danger they're just kids so they don't understand flies so like 
like our like our daughters when they were three and they i mean i literally thought they were going to have like an out and out panic attack because there were flies <laughs> i couldn't there three so you know it was just like i i it's like the thought the flies may well may as well have been a foot wide and just like, <laughs> like you know that's what they were acting like and that's what we do just like that you know imagine our father looking down and being like guys it's flies and we're like but it's everything run save yourselves ah like I, what are we gonna do panic fires around it's like that dog on the meme online where you're uh he's drinking a cup of coffee in a burning house and he's like i'm fine everything's fine we're fine i'm fine right that's how you know that's that's the thing is that we run around like everything's burning to the ground sometimes and it's like look this hinders fear it puts our brain into fight or flight and when you live in survival mode and fight or flight for too long, like it'll, you'll get sick, like flat out, you will mm -hmm. actually physically get sick. I mean, I've watched people do it. I've done it. I have had breakdowns <laughs> like, just from being afraid of what's what could happen. A lot of times it has to do with health issues or finance issues. Those are two big ones where you feel trapped and helpless. You get into fight or flight because you're backed into a corner. You're like, ah, uh, and you start making decisions just to stay alive, you know, just yeah. to survive, just to respond. And that hinders our ability to experience God's peace and also his work. It hinders our ability to make sound decisions. This is why he doesn't want us to have fear. It shuts us down. And he's saying, but you don't even have to have fear. You literally have no reason to because I'm here with you making sure that nothing is going to happen. Like even if what you would perceive as something happening, maybe somebody, you lose a loved one and they pass. Right. Like God's with you. They're going to be with literally him. <laughs> They're cool, you know, but we have to walk through that situation. I know it's easier said than done, but I'm just saying as an extreme example, like we don't have any reason to actually get caught up into total fight or flight mania. And so that's, that's where fear comes in. It, it's a total block. Right. And it can be, fear can be um, disguised as a lot of things. Let's just remember fear doesn't always come out as out and out fear. It can also be disguised as safety, overprotectiveness, overplanning. We have totally um, discovered in our lives sometimes we're operating out of fear when we're just overplanning everything, like out of fear of not of not wanting to fail or fear of not wanting something to go wrong or whatever, and protecting. You know, like I will openly admit that like as a as a as a second round of kids, us having these kids together, we're super helicopter parents, and I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> But some of that's out of fear from what? Knowing what's possible. When you're young, you don't, you don't have the experience to know that your kids would just stab themselves with the, anything. <laughs> you know? So like when you're, you get older, you're like, I know what's, I know what's possible. So you start operating out, out of fear. But right. that's what fear can do. It's a different thing than worry. Okay. Right. So now that we, you know, we, we we're 30 minutes in and we're we've talked about you know, all the things that rob us of that peace. Yes, let's talk about let's let's talk about how we can start cultivating hundred percent peace. And let's so let's bring up Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. So he doesn't give us that fear. He doesn't give us that worry. And I love how it adds in fear and timidity. Mm. What's the opposite of being timid? It's being bold. He doesn't give us the, the spirit of not being bold. Basically, it's he gives us a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Interesting that self-discipline is part of that 
combination of words there. Um, that means you want to be bold, but you need to control yourself. <laughs> I love that. But cultivating peace. So in the face of these peace disruptors that we've been talking about, how do we cultivate tranquility, peace, right, in our lives, that, that embracing calm we were talking about? Right. So number one, surrender your worries to God. The key to overcoming worry is to transfer the weight of it, transfer the weight of it, right, from our shoulders to God's shoulders. Trust him with your finances, your health, your relationships, and all other aspects of your life. That is a practice that you need to continue doing over time. You're not going to be good at this at first. You just won't be. It'll be hard to offload that. Number two, practice mindfulness. Be present in the moment, focusing on here and now. By concentrating on the present, we can lessen anxiety about the future. Focus on God's face. Focus on his truth. Focus on his love and his word. This might mean going for a walk and appreciating nature, savoring a sweet meal, or saving, savoring a meal, or uh, simply being fully engaged in a conversation without distraction. Um, you know, I think that's I think that's really yeah. important. You know, like I had said before, we can we tend to reach back, right? Look, look in the past. Well, this happened here, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know because that happened here well that obviously means that this and this is going to happen mm -hmm. right obviously you know in my past relationships all the the all those things that i learned that went wrong in that relationship are relevant in this relationship right so i should take all that baggage right mm -hmm. and bring it into my current relationship does that sound right? Does does that sound to you like a good recipe for success? Right, and and obviously you're dealing with different people, different relationship, right. a different um, version of yourself. Give yourself the opportunity so, and the benefit of the doubt. Right. So we meditate mm -hmm. on those things of the past. We we don't look at the present. And here we're talking about. Let's talk about. What is true in the moment? I, I love that it says, okay, wait a second. T take a step back. Go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Go see what is true. Okay. Like in the moment with, in, like it says, just like even a conversation without distraction, put your phone down, turn May off your devices. Yeah. Maybe even talk to a trusted, a trusted friend that is going to help you recognize what is true mm -hmm. and in the moment not those friends that want to say hey remember back when in high school when you did this and this yeah or those those friends that you still have that knew you back in that last relationship right right and they want to bring that old boyfriend or girlfriend up and guess what they're doing let's let's look at what they're doing in their lives and all those things are aren't healthy with your present life. No. You know, and talking about that, I mean, we really need to question or look at the relationships we are cultivating mm -hmm. around us. Amen. Are those relationships helping us to stay grounded in the present? Are our friendships, our relationships, are they helping us to grow? 
So, from- so cultivating those relationships instead of ones that rob our peace, right? Yeah. So cultivating relationships with people where you feel lifted up afterwards, you feel encouraged, you feel supported, you feel loved, you feel covered, you feel yeah. prayed for, right? You feel empowered. Yes. I have friends like that, man. I get off one phone call with one of those friends and I'm like, whoo, okay, I could take on the world because they remind me. It's not the friend. It's power. It's not the friend's grace. It's God that they're reminding me of. And being in agreement with me on that is a huge deal because we're two or more are gathered together in my name. Mm-hmm. I am there in the midst, right? So that's something that God's doing a work in those conversations. It's not just a conversation, right? When you're talking to somebody about God. Absolutely. And so number three, regular prayer and meditation. So Connecting with God through prayer and meditation helps to refocus our attention on his love and faithfulness. It reassures us that no matter what we're facing, God is in control. And and I want to just bring up when I say meditation, meditation, when we say meditation, we don't mean like meditation practices like what people have. And, and, And there's nothing wrong with meditation, but specifically in prayer and meditation, like what the Bible talks about, it's meditating on his word, getting into a, um, like a, a state of meditating on his voice, focusing in on his voice, quieting ourselves. And Allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to yes, us. Yes, exactly. That's really meditating just means simply sitting and focusing only on something, right? And that's a lot of what uh, meditation in the world is, is like um, – uh, just I just mean like non-spiritual meditation. Well, you're like let, let's focusing be, on your breath right. and stuff. Let, let, yes, yes. There, there are, let's be honest here. There are a lot of uh, meditation practices that are not, not glorifying God, not practicing anything we're talking about here. Right. Okay. They're actually the, the opposite. Okay. They may seem healthy, mm-hmm. but we're here on this, on this podcast. What we talk about is boldly declaring the truths of God mm-hmm. and glorifying God boldly. Right. Okay. And you could do that in meditating on him and the Holy spirit mm-hmm. very boldly. Yeah. But the world oftentimes wants us to, when we think about meditation, okay, uh, we think about maybe other type of religious practices, Mm -hmm. new age practices, Mm -hmm. things like that, that are not of God. They're more idolizing, okay, other idols, Mm -hmm. other gods. And we're not talking about any of that here. I'm talking about the one true God. Right. And the re- no, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to make sure that we're clear about what we're talking about. But the reason why, I guess I probably should have been clearer about how I was explaining that. Because what I was really trying to get at is, is um, a lot of Christians stick, like compartmentalize these things. Like meditation is bad. Meditation means sitting and focusing on something. Meditating on it. It says meditate on my word in the Bible. It says meditate on my word. Okay. <laughs> What I'm trying to get at is that let's stop getting all caught up in buzzwords and start understanding what the truth is. Right. Just because it says meditation doesn't mean, oh, I'm a Buddhist now. What? what? No, you're not. Calm down. (laughs) What it is is that you're sitting and you're focusing on God and the Holy Spirit and shutting our minds up and stop talking so much and listen and be quiet 
be still and know that I am God. Do you know that that's meditation <laughs> right there? Right. So I'm just saying, don't get it twisted. Just because it's meditation doesn't mean it's wrong. There are versions of things that are wrong or that are against God or opposed the way that we would believe if we are believing in the Bible. But that doesn't mean that the definition of it is always that. So we, we have to calm down and realize that that's okay. Yep. As long as you are doing something you should be doing, then you're fine. Right. Sometimes we get caught up in our yapping. We yap. Yap all day long about what we want. Lord, I got this wrong. I, you know, I hurt here. I hurt here. I, I hurt here. My heart. I, I need, I need, I need. We, we get caught up in our yapping mm -hmm. and we don't take, and, and then we're off, right? We, we, we have our prayer. Yeah. Our prayer, it consists of all our needs, all our wants. Yeah. We, we should bring those to them, but it doesn't end there. But at what point do you receive peace in that? How do you get the peace? Right. By running away for at the end of the conversation that God wasn't a contributor in. Have you heard your, <laughs> uh, your, you know, uh, people, maybe someone's asked you this. Have you heard from God? What's God say about this? Well, did you pray about it? Yeah, I prayed about it. AKA, AKA I yelled at God about it. Right. And ran away. <laughs> right. You're too busy yeah. moving your lips, but you're not, you know, closing your mouth for a second. And allowing God's God's spirit to speak to us. Right. Okay. We can't, what did you say? We can't, um, and last week you said, it's hard for us to be speaking and listening at the same oh, time. Oh, no, the scientific thing. Yeah. So when we're, when you're speaking out of your mouth, um, you can't actually be thinking a different thought. Like you're, when you're speaking out of your mouth, your brain is thinking what you're saying. So you're telling, that's why things coming straight out of your mouth, when you're speaking truth, your brain is hearing truth. It's thinking truth. So when you're hearing lies, stop combating thoughts with thoughts and start combating thoughts with speaking the truth out of your mouth. And so that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. But this is, this is something that I, I, we get kind of camped on this stuff because I know that they're the community of Christians or people that are trying to figure out how to be one or what the heck the community of Christians are doing out there. And what am I supposed to follow? And I think when you get too caught up in these buzzwords and these bandwagons, you get lost because that's not what God is about. He's not, he's not about buzzwords. He's not about bandwagons. He's not about any of this stuff, having more power or being, having all of it be scary. He is bigger than everything going on. Stop running around, running from everything and being scared of it. Focus on God. Yeah. And the truth. That's yeah. it. The truth will set you free. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. And the, so the last thing is what we're saying is number four, feed on God's word. Immerse yourself in the scriptures. Let God's promises combat fear and bring peace to your troubled heart. That's our fourth point. And, and that's the thing. Let the powerful thing be the powerful thing. Mm -hmm. You're not the powerful thing. Your friends certainly aren't the powerful thing. The enemy thinks he's the powerful thing and he's already lost. He lost forever ago like right. not in our lifetime we are born into victory people praise god let's hear praise a little god applause that. on that one amen right so being born into victory we sure there's, do there's yes thank you it's a little late but. like a, you know <laughs> literally i'll take my applause late um no, but no those are applause for god because here's the thing is that being born into victory we sure do forget that a lot right I mean, imagine a, a, a kid, a rich kid, born 
into a rich family just running around forgetting he has money all the time. Has any rich kid ever done that? Like, oh, 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 we can't afford this, father. And he's like, don't you remember we're rich? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I thought, I'm sorry. I thought I couldn't figure out where my next meal was coming from. It's mm -hmm. like, you can't because you've been rich your whole life. So meanwhile, as Christians, we're running around forgetting who our dad is like all the time because we're like, this is a word for me today. Woo, this is a word for me today. He's like, he's like, did you not remember that I was your dad when we, you were born into this? You were born into victory. You were born into abundance. You were born into me being the most powerful thing in the universe and I have your back. But why do you keep forgetting that thinking that the next meal isn't coming or the next thing? That's what he's saying in these right. verses. That rich kid, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make sense for him to forget he's rich or that mm -hmm. he has abundance or that he has resources available to him. Right. 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 Like now Absolutely. that I hear that, he, he just gave that to me. It just came out of my own mouth. And that was the word for me today. Yep. Like that seems absurd. Well, then it's absurd for us to think that way. Welcome to our Madrigal therapy session. <laughs> this is for me. Um, and then so I, I wanted to bring, make sure we brought up this last verse. Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge, our safety, our peace, right? Our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. This is the reminder. This is the thing that he wants to say. So, um, oh, a couple things I wanted to bring up. Let's bring us back up here. Um, practice gratitude. I was thinking that that was the last thing. I kept saying that was our last point. Nope. nope. We got a lot more. We got more. <laughs> so uh, we collaborate on our notes. And um, he did the second half of this. And um, I didn't know there was this. We got another hour and a half. No, I'm just <laughs> no we don't. But listen, pr practice gratitude. We talked a lot about gratitude last week. If you want like the whole talk on gratitude, go to last week. <laughs> Instead of focusing on our problems, you know, count your blessings, reflect on God's past faithfulness as assurance for his continued care. That's what we're talking. I just talked about was gratitude in what you, you walked into victory the day you were born, like yeah. be grat be in gratitude about that because that combats that fight or flight, right? You can't be in gratitude and in fear simultaneously. It's impossible. Right. Okay. And then connect with others. This is a really big one. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Right? This is a really big one is because, and this is, we talked about, um, you know, connecting with others in that, well, like that rich kid. I mean, he's got a support system around him of others that are like reminding him of who he is. Like, don't, we're all rich. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, didn't you look around and realize that we all have access to this? Like, did you just think you were the only one that didn't have access? Think about that. That's right. the kind of conversation. And, that, and that's the, that's the thing. That's the enemy, the enemy's lie right there. Yep. You don't have access to that. This isn't for you. Remember, you, you, you're the same guy or gal that did this, this, and this. Yeah. You don't, that's not for you. That's for them. Right. And you, who? Your brothers and sisters. Same household. Right. Same body of Christ. It's just for those people, those people right. that live here and have access to that, this abundance. But you're just wandering around as a stranger in this house, I guess. Yeah, yeah like, that's that's such a lie. That's a lie. So sharing our worries and our fears and our anxieties with trusted friends and family members, church members. Um, it could be anybody who we feel like we want to connect with that has the truth. Right. And and really, these these family members and friends can significantly lighten our load by reminding us of the truth. They can provide support, encouragement and a different perspective. So navigating through life's challenges can be easier with God's peace as our anchor. As we incorporate these practices into our daily lives, we can better deal with whatever storms we encounter. Can you see now, as we navigate these things, what God really wants us to be thinking about is the empowerment and the victory you were in, 
not the relief of pain. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.